that the emphasis that many of us make in understanding the basis of, of our religion is based upon a lifestyle. In other words, we've been brought up a certain way, or we've been trained a certain way, and therefore, that's how we come to look at it. And to a large degree, because of that, many of us end up missing the point. The reason that we have this religion, and the reason for a person to be religious, shouldn't be because he was brought up that way. It should be based upon belief. But the belief that I'm talking about is not what people assume to be blind faith, but rather truth. And I know that in various areas it's been addressed, but as I say, there are a couple of nakudas that I would like to touch upon. The, the area I'd like to talk about this evening, you see, when I talk about beliefs, what I really mean is this. A person, to be a Jew, needs to be part of the Jewish faith. What does it constitute to be part of the Jewish faith? The truth is, we all know, and we should know, if we don't, that according to the Rambam, there are 13 elements enumerated as elements of the Jewish faith. There are the animamins that you find at the end of the chakras. They are the phrases that you find in Yigdal, that I think just about all of us are familiar with. I'm not going to go into all those elements at this time. There's one element, and probably the most famous, most familiar animamin that we all know, is animamin the Vias Hamashiach. We know, probably, what it should require to be part of the Jewish faith. You have to believe in God. You have to believe that God gave the Torah. And you have to believe that God responds to man. I say, this is an area that we're going to address more intensely, perhaps at a different time. But one of those beliefs, now you have to understand, that means, let's say a guy's Mechal Shabbos. Is he still part of the Jewish faith? If he believes in what the Jew, Jewish faith believes in, he's a Jew, believes in the faith, but it's Mechal Shabbos. Everyone does Averis. This is his Avera. It's not good, it's very bad. But he's still part of the Jewish faith. If you're lacking in any of the 13 elements of Emuna, then in a certain sense, it's much, much more serious. In a certain sense, it could even touch upon our opportunity to get Olam Haba. One, as I say, one of those beliefs is belief in Mashiach. What I wanted to address now is a little bit of an understanding of what Mashiach means and, perhaps more important, 
why the belief in Mashiach should even be one of the basic elements of our faith. Let's take the second point first. I can understand if I don't believe in God, that is a basic element of Jewish belief, I'm really missing out. I can believe, I can understand if I don't believe in the Torah. I can understand if I don't believe in Olam Haba. But what is Yimaz HaMashiach? What's Mashiach? What does Mashiach mean? We hear about it all the time. It's almost like this elusive kind of dream that we fall back on as a resort, right, in times of Tzaras. You hear all the time. You can hear your, your Baba, you know, like, I Mashiach Goshen Kumen. Some sorrow happens. I I can't wait for Mashiach. You know, here's Hashem. I'd be as Goel Sitenu. What? What is it that we really expect to happen when Mashiach comes? There are various, sometimes apparently contradictory descriptions of what Yemosa Mashiach is going to be all about. There are certain descriptions in the Gemara that seem to be miraculous. Miraculous. That there's going to come a time when women are going to give birth every day in Yemosa Mashiach. Fruit trees are going to give fruit every day. Gars the aging Kalev in Kevis that a wolf will live with a lamb. There'll be apparently radical changes in nature. I think to many of us, what we envision in the time of Mashiach is the end of the world. The world will be over. Yomazah Mashiach will be a new world. It'll be a different world. The truth is, according to the Rambam, this is pretty clearly not the case. How Mashiach will come can depend. If it's in its time or in his time, then he'll come naturally. If it's before his time, he can come miraculously. But what will Yemos HaMashiach be, really? The Rambam talks about this in two areas. One area is in Hilchus Tshuva, and the other is at the very end of the Rambam, Hilchus Malachim. When he discusses in Hilchus Tshuva, the whole idea of reward and punishment for mitzvahs and averus in Olam Hazeh, then he concludes that statement with, what we look forward to be Moshe Mashiach. At the end, when he talks about Hilchus Malachim, at the end of the Rambam, and he talks about the Melech HaMashiach, let me just encapsulate for you, for a minute, what the Rambam says about Yemosa Mashiach. Al Yale al Halev. It shouldn't occur to your heart. You should not think that in Yemosa Mashiach anything is going to change in the natural course of the world. O or that there's going to be like some kind of new creation or something like that. Ella olam kimin hago noheg. The world will conduct itself normally, just as always. Then what's the whole big deal about Yemosa Mashiach? It says, V'zeshenem ar b'yishayah, v'garz ha'evim keves. That which it says in Yeshayah, that a, a wolf will live with a lamb, that a marrying v'diyach dov, and a leopard with a goat, your butts. Mashal v'chidah, he says, it's all allegorical. It's symbolic. Inyan Hadavar, the idea is Shayu Yisrael Yoshim Levetach, Imrisha Yakum, the idea is that Yisrael will live securely 
with all the Rishayim of the Gayim, Hamashul and Kizayev, who are compared to wolves and leopards. V'yasru kulam ladasa emes, and they'll all come to the true religion. V'lo yigzulu v'leyashkisu, they won't steal, they won't destroy. They'll only take what is permitted to them in peace and harmony with Israel. All of these things about Mashiach, hey Mishalim, they're Mashalim, they're examples, parables. What will happen in the time of Mashiach? Everyone will know. We'll understand all these Mashalim. Amru Chacharim, the Chacharim said, "Ain bein ha'olam azel yimosam Mashiach el shibud malchis bilvad." The only difference between this world as it is now and yimosam Mashiach is just our subjugation to other kingdoms. Whereas in yimosam Mashiach, the one and only kingdom will be the kingdom of Hashem. What's going to happen in yimosam Mashiach is going to be that some man, Mizera David is going to come and somehow show the world the truth of Hashem and as a result there will be an ingathering in Eretz Yisrael everyone will look up to Har Hashem and thus as the Ramam explains in the we will have an op- optimal situation in this world to be able to serve God and come closer and get a higher Madrega in Olam now, I don't know, if you guys have studied this before, then it comes as no surprise to you. I remember when I first studied it, it came as quite a surprise to me. Nothing supernatural. As I'm going to try and demonstrate in a little while, it's even something very close to us today. The question that I have, when you understand what Yemosa Mashiach is all about, I have difficulty understanding why it's so essential that Yemosa Mashiach should be a basic element of our faith. Let's say I believe in God, I believe in the Torah, I believe in Olam Abba, which Ramam says is not Yemosa Mashiach, but I don't share in the belief that the end of the Olam Hazeh is going to necessarily involve Mashiach. But I serve God, I serve Him to the best of my ability. What am I missing? What's the problem? Why is this belief in Mashiach so essential an element of our faith? The point that I want to share with you is I think the extent to which we believe in Mashiach may be the condition for how we do everything else. is think the extent to which we believe in Mashiach may be the condition for how we do everything else let's picture for a moment let's say at this very moment somebody came walking through the door after all we're in Telstone it takes a little while to get here from Yerushalayim Somebody comes and says, Mashiach is here. How would each and every one of us react to that? 
Reb Chaim Valajner was once asked by his Talmidim, how is Mashiach going to come? The way Reb Chaim Valajner described it was as follows. He says, this is a typical scenario. I'm going to come home one morning after Shachris, one day during the week. My wife is going to say, Nu Chaim, you ready for breakfast? And I'll say, not yet. I didn't prepare my shear yet. I still have to do some more preparation. As soon as I'm done, I'll be ready. And she'll say, Chaim, I have to go out. But what I'll do is, I made this soup or whatever it is. In, in Europe, they used to eat soup for breakfast. So I have this soup and it's waiting. I'll leave it on the fire. But Chaim, I know how you are. You get very involved in your learning. Please remember to keep an eye on the soup. He says, okay, no problem. And my wife will go to the shuk, and I'll be sitting at my table, learning, and suddenly, I'll feel a certain brightness, the birds will start singing, I'll see, something's going on, but I won't know what it is. And suddenly, Yassel, the cobbler, will come going, will go running by in front of the house, I'll be looking out the window, I'll say, Yassel, Yassel. What's going on? He says, Rebbe, didn't you know? Did you hear? Mashiach is here. And I'll get all shaken up and I'll go running to my closet because I have my Shabbos rattle, my coat, my special coat for Shabbos. And it's going to be waiting there. And I'm going to go. It's time to greet Mashiach. I'm going to go and get my Shabbos clothes. And I'm going to go pull out my Shabbos coat and I'm going to find Eichefeld. The button is missing the button fell off after Shabbos and I asked my wife to fix it and she said don't worry Chaim we have till next Shabbos and I'm going to be all concerned what am I going to do this is how I go and greet the Mashiach and my wife is going to come home and she's going to run to that she says Chaim what's going on and she's going to say listen listen don't worry you know whatever she says Chaim you burnt the soup I'm going to say, what are you worrying about burnt soup? Get your Shabbos clothes on to go and greet Mashiach. And that's how Mashiach is going to come. We're not going to be ready for him. And we're going to go running to meet him in a big, big day Shabbos without a coat, worrying about burnt soup. It's an interesting thing to ask ourselves. Let's say somebody walked in the door now and says, Mashiach is here. How many of us will say to ourselves, I give up. I have reservations in Teppanyaki tomorrow night. Will I still be able to go out Thursday night? In the middle of the game, Mashiach is here. Oh, no. Let's finish the game. We have, and so all of us have to ask ourselves, we have all our plans, we have all our kishbainas, and we get into whatever we get into. The question becomes, and you know, I have this very often, it's a very interesting argument sometimes. Because you hear all these stories about Gedolei Torah who are ready, that suitcase is packed. And you ask yourself a question. Are you supposed to believe that Mashiach is coming today? And it's an interesting thing. People who haven't learned the Indian very often will say, yes. You have to believe that Mashiach is coming today. And the truth of the matter is, who are you kidding? How many of us, plus, as great as we may be, truly believe that Mashiach is coming today?
the question, though, Rabbi Isai, is not, do you believe that Mashiach is coming today? But the question is, do you want Mashiach to come today? Do we want him? We talk about the perfection of the universe, of the world, the greatness, the end of the days, the great time, because Mashiach, Mashiach is also coming. And at the same time, do we really want him? What's it going to do to everything we're doing with our lives? What's it doing to all of our plans? And you begin to understand that maybe it's essential if you believe in Mashiach then it affects how you do everything else. Not that you expect him to come today but do we live our lives prepared for him to come? Are we truly prepared? It doesn't mean that we've reached the highest madrega. As a matter of fact, Chazal tell us all kinds of things that indicate that maybe we're not going to be on such a high madrega. As a matter of fact, Mashiach is coming. He's coming. If you look at all the nevuas, if you look at an understanding of the conditions of the world today, you understand how much closer he's coming. The first most obvious element, and it's something not to be denied, is the fact of the way that we have sovereignty here in Eretz Yisrael today. Whether you want to talk Medina or not talk Medina, Rav Dessler himself has a very, very interesting mimer in the Chela Gimel, discussing why it should be that the Geula should come through people who are not from, and sometimes anti-religious. But that the condition is coming that we have a sovereignty in Eretz Yisrael. The fact that communications in the world are such that for the first time in history, within a very recent period of time, with satellite communications today, do you realize one event that happens in the world? Are you familiar with what's going on with this fellow from the Anglican Church? There's this guy, Terry Waite. You familiar with him? You know what's going on over there? He's just, he hasn't been around. They missed, he's, he's a, as emissary from the Anglican Church who has gone to try to negotiate to release certain people who have who've been captured in Lebanon. They haven't seen him for the past week or so, and they're beginning to get At first they thought, aha, he's in there, he's negotiating. Now they're already very worried about what happened to the fellow. But you know, it hit me. I heard it in the States. Some dinky English fellow, I mean, like, you know, what is he, a, you know, a great man? Do you remember a few years ago Lahavdil, Elif Alfe Havdalis, Elif Alfe Havdalis, Milyane Havdalis, that you should, that, that Jesse Jackson, do you remember the whole hoopla that happened when he went and he released certain people who were, who were hostages? The whole world knew about it. It takes seconds for an event to happen in one part of the world and within seconds the rest of the world knows about it. Do you realize that the stage is being set? That one man can have such an amazing impact on the rest of the world, something that could not have been true 25 years ago. Technology today is such that they are learning the method of you know, reproduction, different aspects of biological science that have enabled many of these 
perhaps allegorical chazals to be understood in a way that they can be true. We're in a laboratory today. They're creating and enhancing the process of reproduction that perhaps we can understand such a chazal that asida isha, lele b'chol yom, that trees will give out fruit every day. Do we realize that even some of the nevuas of some of the negative aspects of what's going to happen before Yomosa Mashiach, there's a mission at the end of Saita. It talks about how chutzpah will reign the ikvus of the Mashiach. Look around today. Look at what's happening in society. The way somebody put it to me, I heard a few years ago, he used to say that his cousin was telling him how terrible it is what's happening today. He says, I was riding on a bus the other day, I was, and a pregnant woman got on the bus. He says, she's standing there, and no one got up to give her a seat. He says, I sat there amazed. That's the matzah today, though. I want you to know, Rabbi Isai, that's the matzah. Parents have to show respect to their children or else look out. But at the same time, even within a moral framework where morality is being broken apart, at the same time you see something like AIDS that is bringing about a whole revolution, perhaps, in terms of morality, because it's, a, it's ravaging the world. Rabbi Sai, it's very interesting. If any of you are interested, there's this thing put out by NCSY, written by Rabbi Kaplan. I think we probably have it here, The Real Messiah. He has an article here describing much of this and much more of how Yemos Mashiach are coming, how we can see. And then we ask ourselves then, if we can see Mashiach is coming, it's around the corner, then we have to ask ourselves, do I want him to come? And if I don't, am I truly lacking in the Jewish belief? Because this affects everything that I do now. Chazal tell us that there are a number of things that a person is going to be asked when he goes to Din. That means when his time comes, as all of our time comes, one of the things he's going to be asked is, Nasasa v'nasata be'amuna? Did you deal honestly? And I can understand the Chazal are trying to get a message across to us it's a little scary because unfortunately the way of life and doing business can very often involve a little dishonesty, little white lies, cheating. The next thing we're told, did you establish times to learn Tyra? And there again, I can understand how what Chazal is telling us is we have to look out. We have to be a little careful because what are we going to answer? How much we battled? How much time we didn't give? 
What did you do to continue our species in this world? And perhaps it doesn't only mean having children, but it means what you do with your children. And I can understand that that's very scary. The next thing is, did you look forward to the Geula? On the one hand, we may have thought to ourselves, what is the tremendous pachat of such a din? Doesn't everyone want the Geula? Doesn't everyone want perfection and salvation? You ask, any Christian? Oh yeah, yes Lord. I believe. I want salvation. Sure, salvation is coming. But the truth of the matter is, and what's the pachat? The pachat is, did you really want Yeshua? If you look forward to Yeshua, if you wanted Mashiach, then what do we do about it? What do we do about it? Do we either ignore it or do we do things and create a whole lifestyle for ourselves that made it almost counterproductive to fit Mashiach into that lifestyle? We have a lot to do. We have to understand what it is that we're talking about. When we sing Animamin, when people have died, and I think you know the stories of Kedoshim who went into the gas chamber singing Animamin. When we know how much this is a basic element of our faith throughout thousands of years, we also have to know what it has to mean to us today and how we have to set up our lives today so that we could truly look forward to a ke'ula shlema b'mheir of yamenu. When I get in front of you, in general,